Chiefs Kingdom. It is Tuesday around this league, and you should still be in a good mood. Uh, coming off of that big win against the Raiders, taking back the AFC West, we're going to take a deeper look at how they got there, who did what, and what we can take for the future from that, plus a couple of guys that might be back and might be playing slightly increased roles. We're going to get to that today on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Look at that, almost seamless. Almost, we're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> so plenty to talk about, right? Uh, guys Just that a little bit. getting more snaps, guys that we want to get more snaps, and how they're going to balance the load. Good thing was Andy Reid spoke on Monday, uh, no further injury notifications We'll see how the practice goes for Traveris Ward and Willie Gay in particular. I think both those guys having limited reps the other night was, I won't say concerning, but like you definitely want to nip that in the bud because you don't want to have to continue to go through that. Um, well, one, sickness is sickness. I, you know, that is what it is. I mean, I would expect that they'll be back for full health uh, by the Cowboys game. But the bigger question is, can you keep the rest of the team healthy? Yeah, so. that is going to be the question. Um, one guy that probably won't see any more snaps uh this might be the most snaps that he's played in a while i'd have to go check but uh your boy of the hair mr thompson uh <laughs> upon further review gotta, gotta be gotta be happy about how much he was able after the dropping those those balls uh on the punts the week before like in in, in the 20 and in then uh to, to throw that ball get a lot of of comeuppances around the uh, the National Talking Heads circuit. I saw it pretty much on every network today. I'm guessing you're talking about Tommy Townsend. Did I say Townsend? We're going to have to do You that. said Thompson. Thompson, Gunn. Yeah, I have so many things in my head. Yes, this is how much <laughs> I pay attention to punters. I'm just sitting here going, no, wait a second. Darwin Thompson uh, isn't on the team anymore. So, no, no, yeah. I, and okay, he really so. was never my boy. Uh, Apologies, no. Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. And uh, his... his uh, what, what would you call it? His form was fantastic. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it was great. So, you know, what, what do you say about that? I mean, uh, that was a great throw by him, great play by the Chiefs, and a great call by uh, Tobe, although maybe it wasn't a call by Tobe. We don't know. And and uh, the only reason I bring up Tommy Townsend, and uh, I just have to remember his dad's name is Pete or something like that. I'll get there. Um, for me, it's it's kind of like the, the canary in the coal mine, right? How many times Tommy has to punt in general – how many times he has to do his job, I think, is indicative of how well or not the offense is running. And so I think that that's encouraging as well. I mean, what did he get? He got nine total snaps, right? Um, and eight of them were on kicks of some kind. Uh, that I was going to say, yeah, you've got how many extra points? And, I mean, five extra points and a f two field goal attempts. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much – and one of those you can call a passing attempt. I guess you, that wouldn't be ruled a punt attempt. But, I mean, that I think is indicative of, uh, again, that's the top piece on if your offense is functioning, he shouldn't have to play. I think if I saw the stat today, right, th they are the team that punts at the very least Yep. in the NFL. Um, and they are the number one team. Um, you guys check out Ben Baldwin if you don't get a chance to follow him. I think it's 81% now that every drive results in either – a touchdown or a first down. Yep. So punting is, is the least used option by this team. And that's, that's no disservice to Tommy does his job well, but it's whether he has to be used or not. I think that's really 
what we should can take away. And maybe that's something that we see down the line in terms of how much volume he gets this season. And I think the key for him is, is can he stay consistent? Because he had a fantastic game against the Green Bay Packers, punted the crap out of the ball, loved it. Uh, if he can stay consistent like that every single game, then I really, you know, if he's on the field three or four times a game uh, to punt the ball, I'm not going to be that upset about it. It's when he goes and kicks a 50 yarder or 60 yarder one play at one time, and then the next time he comes out and he shanks one for 30 yards. That's the consistency yeah. that you have to worry about. And that's what, you know, that's really the biggest issue that, that uh, he has given them so far. And really quick, since we're talking special teams, I do want to say this. No real concern about Butker at all. Uh, that just, that ball just kind of got away from him on that kick, and you're going to miss some. Yeah, I, I you, can understand that. You wish you were going to make them all, but, you know, I knew the second it came off his foot, the more than likely that wasn't going in because of the way it started curving. I should not have been speaking about it to my wife just as he was lining up to take that kick. I, I apologize. <laughs> She's telling me that's probably my fault. Um, yeah, so you can gonna... talk about that, but you don't want to talk about OBJ not coming to the Chiefs. I see. See, see, I mean, that's, hey, I didn't say anything stupid that time. That's what happens. Um, I do want to point out, too, as, as I was reviewing the snap counts, it is the offensive line and Patrick that played the, the vast majority. Travis Kelsey, outside of the five offensive linemen and Patrick, played the most snaps, but it was a significant discount. Uh, 76 plays for uh, Trey Smith, Wiley. I'm guessing that included uh, some of the runs that uh, Orlando Brown and Tooney were not in on. Um, Those were the very last plays of the game where right. yeah, Chad Henney was in. Exactly. So call it 73 for a total of what the, the standard offense was out there for right. being not in that group, Travis playing the most at 58. That's, that's a pretty good chunk of 15 plays um, that they gave him a rest on Tyree kill, just a, a couple snaps below him. So I, I think when you see the balance, they are still overloadingly uh, the guys that are out there the most with Byron Pringle coming up uh, next behind them at 46, another 10 snap drop. Um, the thing I find interesting about that is you ran 76 plays. Yeah. That is absolutely ridiculous in an NFL game. So uh, I don't really care that he didn't. He wasn't on the field for 15 snaps. I care more about the fact that if you look at the fact that they ran 76 offensive plays, uh, he was out there for pretty much the entire game, or what would normally be an entire game of, of you know 60 or so plays. It is definitely... <laughs> definitely shocking to see that kind of number. There's a couple other shocking numbers that I want to point out, and we're going to get to those here. Uh, coming up very shortly, but we need to take a little break. We need to relax a little bit because I think everybody feels better after this ball game. There's still a lot of season yet to go, but if you want to get away and relax, if you want to get away and, and you're bound for passion or you want to make sure that you can go discover something new or just spend some time with somebody that you care about, Beachbound.com vacations is a great way to do it. You could be in for adventure or rejuvenation or just an immersion in a new culture. I think that's always fun when you travel around. Um, it may be something unexpected for you, but that's always fun as well. Personally, when I'm at a beach, I like to hang out. I like to check out the local food, the local beverages, um, who ferments what where, and that kind of thing. Um, I've even been known to uh, sit in and, and enjoy both at the same time. Um, and that generally makes me happy, and it makes it easier to relax and, and get something out of your vacation. With Beachbound.com, you can find the perfect vacation for you, generally at a beach, no matter where you are or what you're looking for. Where do you want to be bound for? Visit Beachbound.com today, and you will find out. So one thing that stood out to me, and, and 
this is not to like fire anybody up. This is not to, um, you know, start for calling for heads or anything. I just find it intriguing that when you watch the up and down of the snaps played, the targets kind of thing, it, it's still baffling to me. Maybe you have a better insight than, than I do. This is the most snaps that Josh Gordon played yep. to his, his tenure in Kansas city was not targeted. Don't care. You, it just doesn't bother you, huh? I'm not going to say it doesn't bother me. I'm going to say I don't care because they rattled off 500 yards of offense and they scored five touchdowns. Um, to me, Josh Gordon doesn't have to have a ton of catches to be effective if he is affecting coverages, which is exactly what the Sammy Watkins role was. Mm-hmm. If he is doing that, that's all that matters. He was on the play for he was on the field for 33 snaps. Now, what I would love to see somebody go out there and do, and if you have any, if we have any listeners that want to go out and get really deep in analytics, tell me what Kansas City's EPA is on the plays that Gordon's on the field where versus when he's not. That is what I would find fascinating because are they a better offense with him on the field? Is he taking coverages away from Hill and Kelsey and all the other guys? Is yeah. that helping? That, that That is an interesting point. My only concern is you're in a game where you're clearly in control. I would have liked to have seen them experiment and try to get him rolling in a game where you had the comfort level there that you didn't have to keep feeding um, Hill and Kelsey. Um, and then maybe that rolls over into the next ball game when I, I can see a real need for him. Trayvon Diggs is one of the hottest defensive backs in this league coming up, and, and you need somebody that can body him a little bit. And I look for Josh Gordon to be involved in that. Yeah, and I'm not saying that they don't need to have him involved in the offense. What I am saying, though, is is his effectiveness may not be something that's going to show up on the stat sheet. Sammy Watkins' effectiveness, everybody didn't like his salary, but there was no denying this Chiefs offense was a lot better when he was on the field than when, it, when he wasn't. So mm-hmm. I, I think that you have to look at that. And I'm not saying Josh Gordon is Sammy Watkins. That's not what I'm saying. But if he is affecting coverages, which – we don't know right now whether or not he has been because he hasn't been playing enough to really get an idea of whether or not uh, he's been doing anything different. And the Chiefs offense hasn't been effective enough to where they're actually scoring points. So I would like to see him get involved. I've said that for multiple weeks. I'd like to see him get involved. I like him to you know throw him different routes and, and get him going in the offense. But last night, they obviously weren't going that direction. They were trying to get the ball out as quick as they could which is surprising they didn't go to him at all because I would expect that some of the, his best routes are going to be those shorter routes that you would find him on on a three- or five-step drop. You know, that's kind of, of what I had had hoped, too. But I will say this. At least, at least he's out there. At least uh, that's more looks. And I think that's something that a couple of guys have been missing in terms of, of getting their feet under them. And another one was a guy that made his first career touchdown reception last night. Noah Gray was out there, and I, I won't say my boy because I, I, <laughs> I have will. I have doubts about how far he can ascend. But I will say this: you invested that draft pick, you needed to get him going, you needed to get something out of that, and especially after how much effort went into it early in the season, it was nice for me to see it pay off. Um, I will say this: it's it's also intriguing that he went from what I think four snaps a game ago to twenty six. He played more snaps than. Demarcus Robinson, I believe, or maybe he tied Demarcus Robinson is what it was. Yes, tied Robinson more than McCole Hardman, and most importantly, more than Blake Bell, who give credit to Blake Bell. He did a couple of nice things, including that sneak, which I think now is going to be a giveaway, but 
that's fine. Patrick should never sneak again, as far as I'm concerned. So, like, I, the, the fact that Noah Gray was able to outsnap those guys and be right there with DeMarcus, I think it was, was important. And I, I think it was an up-and-down performance. I wish he would have drug in one of those other um, targets that he did receive when Pat was scrambling around. But at least I think that showed you that when it's, it's go time, you can trust him. And I think that that bodes well for the future for Noah Gray. Yeah, and that was not an easy catch. That ball no. was on his on his back shoulder and into the defender. So him coming down with it, especially in to have the guts and the faith in him to go and make that play on a fourth down, that was the other big part of it is it was a fourth down play. So that's huge, and that shows the team's trust in him, and I like seeing that. I also liked – I do love the, the quarterback sneak that they're doing with Lake Bell. I'm very appreciative of that. Uh, I'm wondering what the next iteration is because you know that Andy's got to have something up his sleeve that works off that same iteration. Yeah. Uh, because you, you're right. At some point, some team is going to figure that out. And it's not necessarily if Bell is on the field. It's if they see him motion into the middle. But there's still something you could do. I mean, you could easily, just as easily take the snap and pitch it back to Patrick and run a different play. Um, so I think that there's different things that they could do with that. I, but I think it's very... Uh, innovative that they're using that type of play to get a quarterback sneak type thing that I, I'm enjoying that. I do too. I think it was just a, a great weekend all the way around for the, uh, the H back slash backup tight end guys, rock chalk KU way to get that done against Texas. <laughs> you gotta go and you gotta go and ruin it by talking about KU. Come on. I, nobody cares I, about KU football. A fullback caught the winning pass again, just like Noah Gray. What do you, I mean, come on. He's an overgrown H they, they call him a fullback. He really lines up as a tight end. I, I Hey, we got, we got to take advantage of it. It's probably never going to happen again where two guys in that role have touchdowns or, or big catches yeah. on the same weekend. And I will say this, when you start looking at injuries, Kansas City has stayed pretty healthy in the past couple of games, and I am really I really am liking that. I hope they are able to continue that. The Raiders lost Alex Engel. That is going to be a big loss for them because they use that uh, they use him a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, and I haven't seen anything on Jalen Richard yet, whether or not they lost him for a, a longer period of time. But – uh, Engel did tear his ACL, so he's definitely out the rest of the season. He'll be back next year. Uh, and that's sad because I think he's a great player. I, I don't like him because he's a Raider, but, you know. <laughs> hey, I, I hate do? it whenever a fullback goes down. I'll just tell you that. Well, yeah. No, I, I have no doubt in that at all whatsoever. The other thing I want to say on offense is what I saw last night in watching this game and what I saw, you know, against the Raiders. You're right. McCole Harmon didn't play much. Uh, they didn't use him in his normal, you know, reverse field type role or jet sweep type role. Uh, I expect that that's going to be something they're going to bring back against the Cowboys. Uh, but they also didn't really use him in the passing game very much. So you have to wonder whether or not he started to uh, move down the depth chart just a little bit because being out snapped by Byron Pringle says a lot. Well, and, and that brings me to really where the balance swung. Was it, we will have to see this next week. Was it just this matchup against the Raiders? Because, because you're right. He only got three targets. Pringle, five. DeMarcus, four. No Gray, three. So very low counts for the other pass catchers if you're not Hill or Kelsey or, in this case, Daryl Williams. Mm -hmm. So was this just a matchup in this particular game or are they starting to realize we can hit this all the time because it looks like they might get Clyde back this week and maybe that's what we've been waiting for. If they're going to be able to pepper in enough passes to the running backs, we can get Clyde going as well. Man, if you can get Clyde going in this offense with the type of passes you're giving to Daryl Williams, I think this offense is really going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I'm really excited to see Clyde come back. This, If he comes back this week, I'm excited to see him play. 
I personally, unless he's 100% healthy, I would leave him out one more week because then you give him two more weeks of rest. Daryl's played well enough. Jarek McKinnon's played well at times, and Derek Gore's played well. So you don't need to rush him back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they if they feel like he can contribute, I you know you need all the weapons you can get for this game coming up against the Cowboys. I love the storyline that maybe the big brother LSU back in Daryl had such a performance that he can unlock the pass catching target share for his little bro. You know what I mean? Like the yep. thing that we've been waiting for Clyde. So that's a storyline we're just going to have to follow through and see who's got the gas when it comes to Andy's play call. Speaking of gas, thank you very much for that little tidbit mm-hmm. there. Hey, Chiefs fans, this is Chris Clark with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. We've been talking to you about GetUpside. If you haven't checked it out yet, you really need to. Our listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents off per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making a lot of cash back as much as two to $300 a month, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands, which is going to be very helpful since Christmas season is right around the corner. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. Okay, now let's get to the good side of the ball. I mean, uh, no, I hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, I will say this though. You know, you you talk about what the Chiefs have done on offense, and the offense has started. And I I did go back and watch a little bit of the Green Bay game. The offense started to look better in that game, but they killed themselves again. Too many drop passes at very inopportune times. Not saying Mahomes played great, but he played better. The defense though is giving up very little yards on on the run and that's just what is shocking me i don't i just don't understand it 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 feels like quite frankly everybody had to make up for the 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 performance of frank clark a not being there and b kind of coming back when they had to face derrick henry a team that they've gotten up for and a, a player in particular who threatens this defense enough that they've gotten up for in the past and unlike years past where they were able to generally have a good performance against that back and that team, and then they give up this you know ungodly amounts of, of yardage to other lesser backs, they seem to have been able to sustain it this year. And yeah. I, I think that's really intriguing and important for how they can go on this next week because Zeke went off for the Cowboys last week. That's yeah. going to be another step up there. And I think it's going to be uh, – if it can wash week to week to week and let that wave just kind of roll, they're going to be in very good shape. They will, and I ha- and I'm sitting here looking at my phone. That's why I'm looking away from the computer and, and the camera. Uh, weeks one through five, the Chiefs DVOA was at nine point four percent for thirty second in the NFL, allowing five point two four yards per carry. Before last night, they were week six through nine. They were at negative seventeen point three for the DVOA, eleventh uh, in the NFL at four point oh one yards per carry. After last night, negative nineteen percent. 10th in the NFL, 3.89 yards per carry. Uh, That is fantastic. You know, that doesn't sound like a lot when you're talking about only 1.3 yards difference. But as you can see, they went from 32nd to 10th. That's 22 different, that's 22 spots 
in the rankings when it comes to DVOA against the run. And I never expected the Chiefs defense to be there uh, just because I didn't see them being good against the run this year. Top 10 in anything for this defense in yeah. this league is incredible given the investment that they don't have on that side of the ball, given the offense. I think that's that's really outstanding. And a couple of things stand out to me about that and what that ability has been. And I think it's been uh, not only that they put a concerted effort into the Tennessee game, and like I said, they've been able to carry it over, but they've shifted now with the addition of Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Ingram. Evidently, I'm just doing names wrong today. Um, with getting Chris back inside, Chris Jones on the inside with Reed, with Naughty in rotation, allows them to guard against the runs that really hurt this defense the most, the between-the-tackles, vertical downhill running that has hurt them quite a bit. And I think the thing that annoys me the most about that is I still think that they could be better against the run the past two weeks than they have been because mm -hmm. I still don't agree with having Hitchens in the middle of the field. Uh, you know, and it goes back also to, you know, pass defense. And I know we're talking run, and I'll get back to that in a second. But there's a specific play where there was that long touchdown to Edwards, and it was basically Hitchens getting beat on a deep route. You can't have that from a veteran that knows your, your defense. You just absolutely can't. If that's Bolton, I'm okay with that being a touchdown because he has to learn he's going to get he's going to take his lumps. That's part of learning in the NFL. But you can't have that from the leader of your defense. Yeah. And you can't continue to play Hitchens there if he's going to have those types of lapses. You need to play the rookie. You need to get him as many snaps as you can because he is your future. Well, and this whole team, like the defensive side especially, but there's a lot of young players playing right now. And I yeah. think that is good for the future for this defense in particular, but the roster overall as well. And that does play into the biggest play of the game, or the, or at least the one that sealed it the most, was the interception. Uh, two guys went up for Dan Sorensen, came down with it. But that's he stole only... it from the Raiders and from, from Thornhill. <laughs> He's a thief twice. That's great. Yep. Um, but the important part, okay, good play for Dan. A little bit of redemption. That's a plus. I didn't see Dan stick out in a in a negative way against the Raiders, so that's a good thing. He's had some luck against them as well. Um, Darren Waller has nightmares about Dan Sorensen, I'm pretty sure. He was driving me nuts because at the very towards the end of the game in the third and fourth quarter, you saw Sorensen up by the line of scrimmage and they kept dropping him out. And I'm just sitting there going, Oh God, please yeah. <laughs> quit doing this. But the quit good thing was face. Yeah, exactly. The good thing was though, um, what did he play? 27 snaps. So even though a lot of folks want to see this as, as redemption that he's back, he's in no way means or shape getting close to taking back the starting free safety role, folks. There's only one guy that played all the defensive snaps last night, and it is Juan Thornhill. He is by no coincidence, according to PFF, the second highest graded, I'm sorry, third highest graded player on the field last night. Now that's PFF grades. I understand that that's not that. But it's rare for them to target him directly in either a one-on-one -on -one or a deep route where he is the primary cover. But in those two situations, uh, Juan shut everything down, two targets, zero receptions allowed, and then obviously had a couple of nice plays in the open field and then had that uh, that infamous play with Dan Sorensen. Yep. That tells you that they're going to allow Dan to still play. That's never going to change. I don't, I'm convinced that will never change for this staff. But this if season. he can do that, if you can limit those reps and he can make those plays every now and then, knowing that you have Thornhill over the top, Thornhill's the younger player, he is the future of the position, you have to make sure that you're doing that. This bodes really well because he gave, let's see, Sorensen played half the snaps at that point, but Tyron Matthew also got a good 15 snaps off, 
where he had been playing 100% with Thornhill as a pair out there. This allowed him to rotate, keep him a little bit healthier as well. I think we might see that as we go into the rest of the AFC West schedule. I disagree with you on that part of it. Yeah. Matthew came out at the end of the game. Okay. He was out for the last two drive. Well, last drive for sure. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't out there at all. So I think that's where most of his snaps off came. Okay. Uh, at, at least that's what I saw. More. I saw him on the, on, I saw him on the sideline talking when the, when Carr was trying to score a touchdown at the very end. So uh, that makes sense. Armani ended up playing 17. So that was more than I thought it right. was. I only thought it was that last drive, but it must've been more than that. Right. So I think that that's part of it. So I'm glad that they're able to keep Sorensen from getting abused. Uh, I am still frustrated with what they're doing with Sorensen and Neiman, but it is what it is. And they're not going to change that this year. You have to hope they address it in the off season. Uh, But, you know, at this point you start looking at what this defense is doing. And one of the guys that has just started to come along and has been a huge, huge help for this team is Rashard Fenton. One of the best corners in the NFL right now, according to PFF. Yeah, he's been he's been very very good in Fenton's own way. Yep. Meaning that he has some ups and he has some downs, like the PI and then coming back to make that big play. That seems very very much on story for Rashad Fenton. Well, and you can't take no. anything away from no, I, I would agree with that, but I I don't think you can take anything away from Legere Sneed. Sneed's playing well too. And Snead is showing up in ways that you never expect a corner to show up. He is the reason they got a stop on the Raiders early in the game. We talked about that last night. Snead came up on third and two and and kept the guy short of getting the first down. And then on fourth down, they ended up getting a um, false start. So they ended up having to punt. So Snead is showing up in ways that uh, we weren't expecting as well. I, I think the real interesting thing going forward is can they start creating turnovers? Because that's really what is going to turn this defense. Don't get me wrong. They've been playing very well. Uh, 14 points against the Raiders offense that has scored generally pretty well every week. I'd say that's a, a step in the right direction, obviously. And, you know, holding the Packers to what they held them to. Yes, there was no Aaron Rodgers. And yes, that game is different if Aaron Rodgers is playing, but they still played better than I was expecting. Uh, and so I think that this team is headed in the right direction. If they could finally get to the point where they get rid of the turnovers on offense, which they have lately, uh, they didn't have one last night because that was the turnover on special teams. But if you can start getting turnovers on defense, that's just going to up your chances even better. And you're going to have to get turnovers on defense against this Cowboys team. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, when you, it's it's about the catalyst. How do you get there, right? And I think certainly the blitz has been helpful. Um, that's another thing that Legarius has been doing very, very well. In fact, yeah. Snead has a better pass rush rate than Chris Jones or Frank Clark. So it, it is about how much pressure you get with those few snaps. And so having that all-around game, I think he's going to be the foundation here of the future of this secondary. And see where they can go from there. Fenton's another option, right? We'll see what happens with Ward. I could see Ward returning on a smaller contract next season. Um, I don't know that he's going to get a big payday when they go out, but you never know. But as it stands right now, it is. And and as it stands right now, I think they're playing well as a union. This is is a foundational game that they can move forward from. We're going to talk about moving forward tomorrow with Matt Derrick. Um, On the crossover this week, you're going to hear a lot of voices about 
what this turn has done for this team and what they're going to see in the near future. And then we're going to break it all down for you. If you can't make another show, make sure you hit Friday because we're going to give you the honest truth about where this team is going, what they're going to be. I'm looking forward to it, Chris. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'm looking forward to a really big test against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, it's going to be a great one. I hope that you guys will join us for that. We are here every day. If you are new to the show, a lot of new fans this week. Uh, for Chris Clark, the man that knows everything about the cap that I cannot remember for the life of me, as well as half the players' names. Um, and I'm Ryan Tracy. Thank you for listening to us today. We'll be back with you tomorrow. It. I can't spell either. No, do not look at my Twitter feed. Thank you all. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.